Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. How do you like our new theme song, by the way? It's like really, really uppity. So we have to like lift up our intros a little bit more instead of which is like, hard sometimes. Yeah, like right now hard. when it's 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning and <laughs> my voice is not quite joined us yet. <laughs> I'm still so we're recording this really early, like almost two weeks early, which we always talk about. Like normally, you know, we always release on Thursdays. Normally we record that same week on like Monday or even Tuesday. Right. And so our episodes are typically not recorded all that far in advance. Um, But, you know, when life gets busy, we do batch them a little bit more. When you're listening to this, um, you know, these time frame statements will be out of date, but I am still a little bit in COVID recovery. Um, I had COVID. I ended up testing positive for COVID for like 12 days. It was really pretty tough. I did not enjoy it. Zero out of 10. I have a little bit of asthma. And for those of you who don't know, a fun fact about me is that I was born pretty prematurely. I was born at like 30 weeks or something. And lived the first month of my life in an incubator. So did I. I think that's pretty common for twins. It's really common for twins. Actually, my mom had gone into labor at like 23 or 24 weeks. And they. I'm going to tell this horror story. I think I've told it before. They sewed her cervix shut. And then when she actually... And then finally at like 30 weeks, my water broke. So I'm a twin. I'm a twin brother, fraternal twins, two sacks, right? My water broke. So they were like, well, this is this train is rolling. And so they removed the stitches, but they missed one. Nope, 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 nope. You should have put a warning on that one. Should have put a warning on this one. Yep. So she was in labor with a stitch in her cervix nope. and she nope. was like, something nope. is wrong. And they're like, it's supposed to hurt because medical You're- professionals oh. gaslight women. She was like, you will look again. Go Carol. And there was one in there. Anyway, but so I was a, pre- a preemie. I think and we have to sing from now on anything that's horrific. Just anything sing it. Anything that's horrible. Just sing it. The, the reason I'm bringing this up is because when you are a fetus, one of the last things to develop are your lungs. And so preemies tend to go on to have sensible respiratory systems for the rest of their lives. And that is very much me. So um, and I'm the type of person who anytime I get sick, I will have a cough for weeks, even if it's not really like a respiratory illness. And with COVID being very much respiratory illness, I per- anticipate, I almost said participate. participate. I anticipate. You are participating in it. Yeah. I am participating <laughs> against my will. <laughs> I anticipate having a cough all summer. So fun for me. Anyway, so that's yeah, all that little. to say is the first time that we put that new intro song yeah. <laughs> was like the episode that you had COVID. And I was like, I-, I texted Claire and I was like, oh, this is a real right turn. Like it goes from like a very uppity song. And then Claire's like, hi. hi. <laughs> My voice is just so like, far we're gonna have down. To do a transition. But anyway, whatever. We like it. We got a rebrand. We're all happy. Things are rocking, and I have changed my mind about- a couple years. Well, I've changed my mind about going viral is my new update. Oh, you like it now? No, I don't like it. I don't hate it. Oh, okay. And here's why. You have changed your mind. I have, yeah, I have changed my mind. I don't hate it because what it did for me was completely made me ignore the comment section. I don't read I, I it anymore. I don't pay attention one. to it anymore. If you're commenting, great. I love you. It forced me to just completely ignore the comment section because there were so many comments rolling in that we couldn't keep up. And at first we were kind of like browsing, reading, and then we'd see all the awful people coming in that were just like saying the stupidest crap. So I've changed my mind. A couple of weeks later, I'm like, actually, that was the silver lining of going viral is you just don't you've pay attention. You've been desensitized. Yeah, you've been totally I desensitized. Still- I go onto our newer posts and like specifically look at the comments because I want to see like, I feel like the people who actually are know us are still commenting and I right. don't want them to feel left out and they're not even left out. But like, I like that's like, that's why we're on social media is that it's a place where we can engage with you guys in real time. Unlike anywhere else, if we did not really deeply value that we would have left social media years ago, mm-hmm. but I agree with you. So also just like your friendly reminder that If you ever really have a question for us that you are really hoping for an answer to, please send us an email. Don't 
send it in a DM. DMs get lost super quickly because we have, you know, a lot of like notifications of people just liking, like people just send random um, reactions to our Instagram stories all the time. And so if like those quick little comments, we like to read and we will oftentimes see your DM with a longer question in it and think, oh, I need to get back to that later. And then it's gone by the time we get back to it. So mm-hmm. send us an email. If you ever have a question that you are really hoping for an actual answer to our email address is this is at gmail.com. Great. This feels like a lot of housekeeping. Sometimes we have to do it. It's true. Sometimes we have to so, do it. Well, when this episode airs, it's kind of weird. It's always weird to, that's why another reason why we don't like recording so far in advance, just because I like to talk about the week ahead. But when this episode airs, I will be in Arizona. I'm going to visit some family for the week. So I'll be there all week. And hopefully by then Cadet will have graduated. So I wish I could give you an update now, but we're, we're recording this so far in advance. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. So just keep an eye on social media. Yep. Or you already have seen it, actually. It's right, in the past. You've seen it. Yeah. It's already a real This about is it. old news already. Yeah. But the update this week, as of Sunday, June 5th, is that Cadet pre-matched, which last week we talked about what that meant. And so she's on her way, potentially, assuming that everything goes well during mm-hmm. team training. Mm-hmm. And it's very exciting. Yeah, it's so cool. So they called us a couple days ago. And again, this is old news by now. But it's, you know, it's still great news. I'll celebrate it forever. But they called us and said she has a pre-match. And that just basically means when you go to team training, I know I've said this before, you are pre-matched with a person. They watch you for a week to make the trainers watch very closely to make sure it's the right match. They want to do a really good job of making sure that everything is set up for success. And if all goes well for the remainder of that week, then you graduate. So we'll be flying out. So it's kind of funny because uh, my cousin is getting married on June 11th. We had always planned on going out to Arizona for that wedding. And then I was going to stay for the week to see family and just kind of hang out. And uh, I was so worried that Cadet's graduation was going to be the same day as my cousin's wedding. And I honestly, for a hot minute, and my cousin Lauren, if you're listening, don't worry, I would never miss Garrett's wedding. She listens to this podcast. and She's like, joy. But um for a minute, I was like, oh, man, that would have been a toss up. Like, right. do I miss Garrett's your wedding mind. or do I go to my or go to a cadet's graduation? But thankfully, I don't have to make a choice. We are just going to be jet setting and flying to Arizona right after cadet's graduation. But I'm so, so excited to see her. And this podcast will be in the past. And I will have already hopefully given her a big hug and sent her off to her new journey. So cute. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The other thing we wanted to open this episode with is in the past couple months, you know, with just the world getting more and more horrible, it feels like we get a lot of questions from you guys around, you know, what do you do to manage this, the stress, the fear, the hopelessness? There's just a lot that we have all been dealing with for a long time now. And I mean, at varying degrees, but at the same time, I think I don't know a single person who's like, oh, I'm actually pretty fine. One of the things that Joy, you always say is like, don't let it get to the point. Don't get like, let it get to the point where you just don't care anymore. Like you want to avoid getting there. But I think that the reality is, is that a lot of us have actually been at that point for a while. Mm -hmm. And I want to hear from your therapy hat perspective and, you know, friendly reminder, Joy is a licensed clinical therapist with a decade plus of experience. So this is like two decades real time. Which is actually really scary every time I say it, but it is what it is, guys. Age (laughs) happens. Age happens. It is a privilege to grow old. Really Um, is. What do we do if we are past the point of being so overwhelmed by the deluge that we don't care anymore? Yeah. Well, How do you come back from that? Yeah. How do you come back from that? Well, my first question, just to kind of, I want to see if there's a little bit of context, is like, where are you at? I'm curious to hear, and I think a lot of listeners are curious to hear it. I'm not saying like people who are parents have a, I mean, I think you do absolutely have a different experience right now, but I think that's a, maybe I'm projecting. I feel like you would have a more intense experience around the school shootings because obviously you have school aged children. <laughs> so while we. Yeah, no, it's horrible. Yeah. And so I'm like, I feel like that is a, not to comparative do the comparative suffering thing. But I do think that I, I, when these things happen, I think of all the parents that are dropping their kids off at school. That's I mean, and so where are you yeah. at as a parent and talk to all the parents out there about like what that does for you and how you're currently dealing with that stress? Yeah, it's really, really hard. So, you know, Miles will be going into first grade. Evie's 
three and a half, but you know, we'll be entering kindergarten in two years. And I just keep thinking about like, this problem is not going anywhere. And you, you want to think that you are safe and you want to tell your kids that they're safe. And you, I mean, I think to, about the shooting at the Boulder King Supers last year, like I knew people who lost people in that shooting. And so it's not, I like the illusion of like convincing yourself that it can't happen in your community is gone for me already. Completely gone. Yeah. I think that that is actually such a helpful illusion. Even if you know in the back of your head that like, there's nothing different about your community. If you can convince yourself that it can't happen. (laughs) I honestly think that that's kind of helpful because at the end of the day, there's really so little that you individually can do. And so just letting yourself believe that you're safe, I think is like, I wish I could still do that. I don't want to say like, you know, live your life willfully ignorant, but I think we all understand at some level, we all definitely understand that we're not safe, but the less you have to consciously think about that, I think the better. And this is my non, very non-professional opinion on how to process this. But yeah, I would say I'm just, I really can't think about it because there's nothing I can do. Well, it's a protective factor. Like when you're at that level, you're overwhelmed. And I think that's what happens when people... So so kind of parlaying that into what your question was, is I think people just get to a point, and I talk about this a lot in therapy, is you get to a point where you you just kind of imagine the bucket filling to the top you can't take anymore you are you're tapped out and so you your body just shuts down or your mind shuts down and you're like i can't take anymore because this is a this it's like your mind and your body are doing its job in a way to where you're like i can't take anymore so i'm just going to completely ignore what's going on and on some level you may have to do that for a while to take care of your family or to take care of whatever you need to take care of So I think what I'm saying is like when you get so overwhelmed to a point where you don't care or you kind of just get complacent, that's when you want to recognize that difference. I think there's there's a little bit of nuance in that in the sense of, yes, it's a protective factor where you just like can't keep facing the horrible news, but at the same time, where do you feel like you can contribute? So turning that energy of overwhelm and not looking at the negativity per se, but turning that into something where you feel like you can take some action. And I'm not saying you have to go out and do something 24 seven, but instead of looking at the news and absorbing the bad news or looking at the worry and absorbing the worry, where can you donate to places? Where can you, you know, make a contribution in your community? Where can you like those types of things that kind of put more positive back into your system and fill you back up as opposed to make you feel tapped out. So that's what I think is the important difference because you become so stressed and overwhelmed where you're just like, I can't pay attention anymore. Well, the sad reality is we have to pay attention in order to fix it. So it's this weird catch 22. But at the same time, you also we also have to realize that we have responsibilities and we have to take care of our families and we have to take care of our jobs and we have to do the things that we normally do. You add on on top of the normal responsibilities over your life and that just becomes like that's where people are just like, oh, I just don't, I can't, I don't have the bandwidth for that. It's interesting too where people will also start to do this thing of, well, I don't have it as bad. And people also start to feel guilty. <laughs> that was amazing. River has entered the group chat. <laughs> so people will start I just came in the room and I'm sitting on the floor and then she just like busted open the door and came and started licking me in the face. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> it was I'm just sure so, that was very chaotic. It was camera. very chaotic. I was like, well, there's a dog right here. No, but I think people start to do this thing too, where you start to feel guilty for maybe tapping out. So I don't want to say that if you're tapping out, you're doing anything wrong. Your body is doing what it's supposed to do, which is protect you from like completely shutting down. It's almost like a tripwire where your body's just like, mm, we're done. You start to do this thing too, where you're like, well, I have so much to be thankful for. And a lot of people do this in therapy where they come to me and they're like, well, I just, I feel bad for feeling bad because I have it better than most people. It's like, it doesn't, I appreciate that. That means you're a caring, compassionate person. But like love, your nervous system I love that about you. care about that. Right. Your nervous system doesn't care about your nervous system's like, we are in danger. 
there's danger in our environment. We are in fight, flight, or freeze. What the heck do we do? So I think that's something to notice as well. It's like, thank you so much, human, for being a caring, sensitive person that you do recognize all of your blessings, but at the same time, you can also feel overwhelmed. And that is where you, I think, and there's probably a million different answers to this question, but I think it's what I personally do and what I tell people to do when we're talking about this in therapy is to find some sense of control where you feel like you are contributing to a solution, whatever that looks like to you. There's a lot of talk about the problem. I think what we need to be paying more attention to is the solution. And I'm not talking about reading the news of opinions. I'm talking or the comment sections or people posting that actually drains you. So that's what I've also been telling people is like, do not read news, be informed, but don't read like opinion pieces. Don't watch people arguing over what the solution is, what you feel might be a solution. What is the action step, like a very tangible action step that you can do that feels like a part of a solution. And that's going to be different for everybody. But that is why it's important to find what that answer is for yourself, because then you feel like you are doing something to move the needle a little bit. And I think what we get wrapped up in is the problem feels so big and it's been going on for so long that there's kind of like that whole, well, if mom's demand action hasn't been able to do anything. Well, actually they have. If you read what they have accomplished so far, they have actually done a lot. Don't get caught up in the whole, I'm just one person fallacy. We can't do anything if I'm just one person. Yes, you can. So trust that you have a lot of power. If we all take one small step every single day or every single week or every month, even whatever you have the energy for, we can move the needle. And I think that's what kind of battles that overwhelm. I think that's a big thing for me is feeling like, okay, well, it doesn't matter what I do. All I can do, like, you know, I deleted Instagram for a while. I still will continually, I, if I see a post that it feels so intense that even if I see a post about it that I'm not ready for, I just have to walk away. Like I can't take in any amount of information at this point. And hopefully that will change. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, it's not always this intense when there is a shooting, but like, it's just anyway, I don't I don't want to get too far into it because I know a lot of other people are in that boat too and describing it might not be helpful. I mean, it's hard even for me to talk about it. And I think I quickly get to that point of almost the next level of like I no amount of action will change anything. And so I'm not even gonna look for ways to feel productive. And not only that, but feeling like, oh, the way for me to get out of this is to channel it into action almost just feels like something else, like another box I have to check off, you know, like mm-hmm. something else I have to do. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. It's not a you have to do it. I think it's just if you feel most of the time when we're feeling overwhelmed and numb, it feels like we don't have control or we've lost kind of a sense of stability in your life. That's typically what and we do, you know, there's all of these bad things that are happening, happening. And we live in a society where people are making decisions about very important laws around us. So we don't have that control. But I think using your voice in some way, you know, it doesn't even even something as small as like telling a friend something kind that day doesn't even have to be a large cause because maybe that is feeling like too much right now. So if even a small act of kindness to kind of take you out of that spin, I think can be really helpful. I've been trying to do more of like, you know, telling people a compliment if I'm thinking it or writing someone a thank you note that was something very small or, you know, whatever it is that's like picking up a piece of trash when I'm walking outside. You you feel like, okay, I'm doing something so small, but I feel like the the thought and the energy towards doing something positive for this world right now is like the only thing I can muster. Fine. Like that is okay. Not every single one of us needs to be Shannon Watts on the front lines of Moms Demand Action, Every Town for Gun Safety. Like, she's amazing. She's been doing it for a very long time. And I think that's another piece of like, we feel like we have to be doing it to that level. I'll, I'll get caught up in this too of like, you see on Instagram, all the people that are like, maybe doing very large acts of, what's the word I'm looking for? Advocacy then you feel like you should be doing that level of advocacy. No, and maybe your solution is an advocacy. You know what I'm saying? I think that it's just like getting to a point of where you feel like it's just not constantly taking, like the energy of the world is not taking from you. 
you are at a point of filling yourself up in a way that's contributing to society. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think if you're somebody listening to this who's also at the point of feeling really helpless and really overwhelmed by it and you know have had a hard time getting out of that space, I think the biggest thing that I have kind of learned over the last couple of weeks is that it really feels like grief in the sense oh, that- it's you, absolutely collective grief. And I think that started yeah. when the pandemic started. For sure. And I think that, oh, here comes Evie Joan. Yes, ma'am. The sun is awake. Thank you for telling me. Okay, bye. I mean, that's a that's a that's a part of joy that just fills you up. (laughs) That just fills you up. You know what I mean? Like that in and of itself. I'm like that. Just yeah, that that just touched my heart. That just the sun is awake. (laughs) We all needed that. Case in point. just, Just needs to come and tell everybody. But I I just want to also, at least for me, you know, just say out loud, like I can't. I still can't. I just can't do anything. And deleting social media has been really helpful. Like I get teary just thinking about it. So I'm still really at a point where there are almost no options. It feels like available to me other than to just step away. And so I am trying to honor that as much as I can and not worry about finding things I have to do. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of levels to this. And I think that, you know, if you're at a point where you're like, "I, I can't even take an action, then maybe it is just doing nothing for a while because this can also be so individual. And what, where my suggestions come from, you guys, is not that these are the right answers. It's just a answer. It's a suggestion. Everyone is so different of how you deal with it. But I think the bottom line is that it's normal to feel like you can't handle anymore because this should not be our normal. This really should not be our normal. This should not be happening in our world. We should not be losing children to gun violence. This is the sad part of reality is that it is happening. So how do you marry that in your mind of reality, especially if you have young children? So if you are at that point, like Claire just said too, where you're like, I just can't, like I, then that is where you start and you say, well, this is, and you shouldn't feel guilty about that either is that maybe all you can do is focus on providing love and care for your family and getting a good night's sleep and drinking enough water and just like getting your own family as like your main focus. Like that is, if that's all you can do, then that's all you can do. It's a good point to bring up too, Claire, because it's like, I'm sure a lot of people are also at that point where like, I don't even know where to start. I can't, I have zero energy to even like think about it. I have to turn it off. I don't think that that's something where people, sometimes people be like, you can't look away. This is a problem. But we should never be forced into, I mean, it's fine to take a break. That doesn't mean you don't care. You you care so much. And that is why you have to take a break. Because you care so much. Because you're... you're a mother of two young, beautiful children, because you're trying to think about their safety. It's so interesting to watch this kind of play out, I think, on social media, too, of people even judging how social media influencers post or the stances they take. It's like, that all of a sudden gives value to how much you care about an issue or not, or whether or not you're posting about it. It's very interesting of how that plays out. But needless to say, it is okay, listeners out there, if you are taking a break, if you are stepping away, I think it's fine to be informed to an extent of then saying, I do want to help move this needle because we do feel like we need to do something. But maybe the doing something in this phase of your life right now, after a freaking pandemic that we're still in, is to take care of yourself and your family, then that is where you start. Because like we kind of started this conversation at the beginning where it's like, what do you do if you feel like you're already at that point where you are completely tapped out? Then you start there and you start by just completely taking care of yourself and your family. Okay. We're going to move into some more just sort of broad life updates, but let's take a quick breather. Let's take a quick breather with our favorite people, Sponsors Ned. I couldn't think of a better transition because they are all about just self-care and love and products that nourish you. (laughs) And I think y'all saw on my story, on our stories last week, maybe not, this is so outdated, but maybe you saw a story where I posted where I was like, I'm so amped about Cadet and I need to calm down because I need to go to bed. That's when I took Ned. It was the perfect solution for that evening because I was so ramped up. And I think 
you know, we talk so much about the ways that we use Ned, but that was an example where I'm like, this is a perfect time to show when Ned really, really works. The other thing I want to say too, is sometimes we get emails from people who are asking like, Hey, this is the problem that I'm trying to help through CBD use. You know, what would you suggest? Joy and I obviously can really only speak to ourselves and our own experiences. I mean, you guys all know that. Ned has an awesome service that you can go online and sign up for a consultation where they have herbalists and experts on their staff who will meet with you for free, talk through you know what it is that you're trying to accomplish, and recommend the best regimen of products for you. I mean, it's a consult. I mean, it's like basically a sales consultation. So to be completely honest, it obviously they're trying to get you to buy their products. It's not an unbiased, <laughs> not an unbiased moment. But if you are really curious about CBD and exactly the best way for you to be using it for something specific, highly recommend signing up for that. I have a ton of friends who have done that, and it's been really, really helpful. And the suggestions that they make are really, really effective. Definitely check that out because it's a cool service that they provide. Yeah. And just a reminder that you are supporting the podcast when you support our sponsor, Ned. They have full transparency on their website. They share their third-party lab reports, who farms their products, their extraction process, all on their website. And remember, they have a full money-back guarantee if you're not satisfied. Become the best version of yourself. Get 15% off Ned products with code JOY. Go to helloned.com forward slash joy or enter code joy at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash joy to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Okay. Well, in other life updates, I'm still living in boxes. A fun project that we've been working on that I wanted to share is we are doing lime wash paint on our living room, which is something that I asked a question about on my Instagram And I think I had some people are going to confuse about what it is. You can paint brick with lime wash, and that's the application that most people know. But you also can do your walls, and it ends up with this really awesome, like very, very matte, very lightly textured finish that almost looks like plaster, but with it's not as gloppy as plaster. It feels like, I mean, the primer was bizarre because you basically are creating like a super porous surface on your um, wall because it's meant to be, let me back up. It's basically a type of paint that's made out of actual lime, like from limestone. Mm -hmm. And I'm Googling images right now because I'm not familiar with it. Where did you learn about this lime wash? Instagram. Of course you did. I spent a lot of time on the gram. I've really wanted to paint my fireplace BTW. But I don't know. Oh, how to we're do. gonna paint our fireplace. I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. With I lime wash? Like probably not a lime wash. We're probably okay. just gonna use paint. I just need the to lime know. Wash, the, yeah. the thing that people like about the lime wash for brick is that it's is more of sort of like a it still leaves the natural brick look, but right. it just makes it look a little like powdery. Right, right, right. Because I feel like word. paint makes it look a little too painted. Yeah. <laughs> So the lime wash is sort of, it's not, not a stain. It is like actually a type of paint, but it's, it doesn't, because it's so porous on brick, it it kind of gets absorbed into the brick. And so it leaves, it makes it just look like an old kind of whitewashed Uh look. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So the point of the story, I won't get into like exactly the details of every single thing in case you're you're like, I don't want to listen to you talk about lime wash paint for 20 minutes. (laughs) We're watching paint dry on our podcast. Exactly. But it's really been fun and interesting. I'm really excited for how it's going to make our room, the room, like we're doing it in the front room of our house, which is this big kind of open room that connects the dining room. It just creates this really nice little texture and makes the room feel really cozy. And then we're deciding on like the cabinet paint colors we want to use. Our house that we moved into was built in 1970. It's a floor plan that I think I already talked about. It's literally the exact same floor plan that Brandon grew up in. Brandon grew up in. Yeah. It's also extremely similar to the house that I grew up in. Like the downstairs, the main floor is almost exactly the same. And then the upstairs is just a different configuration. So like this was a very popular plan, a house plan in the 70s where you like walk in the front door and you're staring at a coat closet. To the right is a sitting room that backs up to a dining room that flows into the kitchen then as you walk through the kitchen, you're looking at the living room and you can turn up a hallway to go back to the front door. And then if you're standing at the front door and you go left, you go up the stairs into the upstairs. Okay. So really common. And so it was built in the seventies and the last time it was updated was in like 1990. So we are not doing a ton of like, we're not doing like a renovation per se, because that's expensive. And right. And I currently still own two houses because fun fact, the housing market has like slammed on the brakes the last 
months and our house has not sold yet. <laughs> but you just Hopefully put that up. One, I mean, yes, but it should have sold. Like we, we don't have any offers yet. It's been okay. out for a couple of days. And like, that's um, like, that's like not the, has not been the norm for the past few years. Sure. Hopefully by the time you listen to this, not gonna, I don't have any wood around me. That's real. I have like some particle board wood. Touch um, wood. Yeah. We hopefully will not. Our house will be under a contract. I'm sure it will be fine. It's a cute, cute, cute house. But for a variety of reasons, including the fact that we don't know for sure that our other house is when, how long it's going to take for other house to sell. We are not doing any like big renovations. But so we're painting everything. And that's just a really fun process to go through. We've been using these paint stickers. This is not an ad. This company called Samplies. And they will send you this like eight and a half by 11. It, those aren't the real dimensions, but it's about that big piece of like vinyl sticker that is the paint color that you want. And so you can put the sticker on your wall and you can move it around your house to see how it looks oh, in different that's lights. Brilliant. Instead of having to like paint a sample and then like paint back over it and wait for it to dry, it's so they're like five or six bucks a piece. I have been going ham on these paint samples. Maybe if I was going less ham than paint samples, I'd have enough money to redecorate our kitchen or to like renovate our kitchen. But um highly recommend if you are painting. These are so fun. So we're like kind of in that mode right now of choosing paint colors. We're still really not unpacked because part of it too is like we don't want to unpack everything only to then have to paint and move everything again. We're still sort of in this annoying in-between of having a lot of stuff in boxes. <sighs> but that's just going to be my whole summer, I think, because of the way that the timing played out and that we couldn't get it done. Like we missed our window to get it done the week before we moved. And so now instead we're having to pay the price. And by get it done, I mean like painting and those sorts of things. So anyway, that's pretty much just like my 24-7 project right now is trying to get this house in a livable condition so that it doesn't feel like we just moved in, even though we did just move in. I just hate that feeling. Like it's just very disorganizing. I don't know if you guys saw my reel about this, but my brain has really not recovered from COVID. Oh man. And I have been forgetting things. It is very unlike me to forget things. I am not not the type of person who forgets appointments or anything like that. Yesterday or two days ago, I forgot to take River to doggy daycare. Like just forgot. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm so late. Or I had to reschedule like halfway through the day. I was just like, oh my God, I was supposed to take River to dog daycare today. (laughs) Just forgot. And then Joy and I did like a little content shoot where we have this really cute little photo studio that's in Longmont called Sugar Hill Studios that we rent out just for an hour. We just like take our iPhones. If you are in the Denver area and you are someone who who like is supposed to create content for any reason and you're like hate it i would recommend trying this out this place is so cute it's really affordable on an hourly basis i love it and it's run by this super cute like the cutest photographer her name is sarah hill and also not an ad but if you're ever looking for family photos in the boulder area definitely recommend her i can't stop looking at lime wash by the way (laughs) oh my gosh right it's so soothing i'm just because now i want to paint my fireplace and i'm like what do i paint it it's anyway i'm not gonna okay i'm gonna stop but it's very soothing to look at (laughs) It is really soothing to look at. It's like a nice texture. <sighs> okay. Um, but I forgot about the photo shoot until I got like the reminder on my phone 30 minutes before and I was standing in line to like order coffee in the grocery like by the grocery store and just the whole thing. Yeah. Um Claire texted me and you're like, I'm gonna be a few minutes late. And then I was like, okay. I was like almost pulling up and you're like, I forgot. <laughs> Thank God this place is five minutes from my house. <laughs> I would have been I just probably wouldn't have made it. Right. <laughs> Joy only. Yeah. So that's been super fun. What are you guys doing for the summer coming up? A lot of dog sitting or puppy watching, but we, you know, I'm going to Arizona. Well, I'll be in Arizona when this uh, airs. And then we don't really have any trips planned yet because we'll, we'll be like, we have a lot of like dog sitting situations coming up where we're puppy sitting for a lot of the CCI dogs. But as far as like a vacation, we really want to go back to Hawaii, but we're just kind of like, I don't know. It's at that point still where you just don't know what's going on with COVID. I don't want to plan too many things. Uh, it's it's hard to tell. But as of right now, we're mostly just trying to visit family because we haven't been able to do that in the past couple of years. So probably go see Scott's parents, do more trips at my parents' house. And obviously I'll be hanging out a lot in Arizona and having a really good time seeing all those people. So as we march directly into summer, we wanted to talk a little bit about diet, exercise stuff that really flares up this time of year. Just remind you all that 
your winter body and your summer body are the same. Your year-round body does not need to change in any way, shape, or form for the summer just because it's summer. If this is a season where you find that it's easier to find fit in more activity, that you are already naturally drawn to, you know, eating more fresh foods, like let that just be what it is. Let that just be like a seasonal cycle of your body. I think that our seasonal rhythm of your body, I think it's natural in the summer, you know, that's lighter, way longer. Some like fresh foods are more readily available. They're more delicious because they're more fresh. Don't, you don't have to assign any value or like weirdness to that. It can just be what it is. And you can just not have to overthink it. Like if you want to, if you're finding yourself naturally wanting to move more, just do it. And you don't have to start a whole program. You don't have to sign up for a marathon. You don't have to buy a Groupon, Joy, a marathon. (laughs) I know there was a half marathon this weekend that Scott was like, maybe we should just run this half marathon. We just ran 10 miles. And I was like, maybe we should. We didn't. No. No. But there's beer at the end and it's, you know, I mean, put on by this get, beer company. And I'm like, yeah, it's you don't even fun. drink. We beer. don't even drink beer right now. We're just kind of like, you know, I'm like, non-alcoholic beer is really my jam these days. I don't. And and guess what? It's available for you to buy at the store at without, the store running, without running. Yeah, it's so funny. Zero running required. Probably you know, cheaper than the race entry. Absolutely. Like, it's free beer. I'm like, it's definitely not free beer. I'm just, just all. Spend yeah. On the race. Anyway, I just wanted to kind of say that because I know that this is the time of year and it's been that way now for a couple months already. But now that it really is summer break for kids. I have, I think we have come a really long way in the last several years of not getting swept up in that stuff, but we used to not only get swept up in it, but like lead the sweep, you know, like, okay guys, time for a challenge. It's just, it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to suddenly decide you want your body to be different. It can be the same. It can be like exactly the way it's always been. And a lot of people gain weight in COVID and that's great. It's not like- We were just soothing soothing ourselves through a really hard time. And let's just- Your body is- creating protective instincts. And Mm -hmm. again, like it doesn't mean anything about you. It could mean something about your health. If you're worried about it, go ask your doctor about it. That's valid. If you are, you know, we're not saying to just um, sweep unexplained rapid weight gain under the rug. That could be a red flag. There's so many different ways that it could go. I think what we're trying to say is like a blanket whole statement of watch out. Diet culture is going to rear its ugly head if it hasn't already I am loving seeing a lot of ads from retailers with every shape and size in bathing suits. And I think that's, I mean, we've come a long way because it used to be, I'd be flipping through J. Crew magazines, eating my cereal before I went to college class. And yes, this was an actual catalog. Where it was I'd a little be, piece of paper. Yeah, so actual paper. And I'd be like, oh man, I don't look like those girls with their very small stomachs. But anyway, it's just so funny how now we have an inclusion and inclusivity of what's the right word inclusion or inclusivity inclusive body types. Yeah, a variety of representative body types representation representation. And I love that. I think that's been really good to see. But be careful of like, you need to take this supplement, you need to go on this diet. I mean, Claire and I are not immune from this. I think we both we each deal with it in different ways, of course. But I have noticed, (laughs) speaking of, you know, bodies and the news and media and how that affects us is recently, there's been so much press around the bodies of the Kardashians. I don't know if you've seen any of the articles, but every time I scroll on my little, I have like a little Apple news feed, it is whether Chloe's body looks like I think you like must this. be like well, in the Kardashian phones, algorithm. Yeah, our phones yeah. listen to us. And so, of course, I'm probably like talking about it. It's, you know, I'm screwing myself right now. My phone is listening. You know, Chloe's body is to this or to that. And Kim's body and her diet that she did to fit into that dress is to this and to that. And honestly, it just is very, I mean, it's just distracting us and making us think what is wrong with our bodies or how do we look like that? I mean, just remind you that's not reality. And I hate to project this, but I know that I've seen ads for them doing that like cooling scoped, whatever it is. Have you heard of this? Where like there's a machine that you can yeah. put on your body that like literally will Freezes work- your fat cells. Or well, that or it works out a part of your body, like the equivalent of uh, kind of like one of those like things that used to shake your waist and you know those belts like in the 60s it was just (laughs) but it's like kind of like that where it works out a body part the equivalent of like an hour workout in five minutes so it like really tones your muscles my guess is they're doing that guys and it's okay that's fine but like they've got here's a here's a recommendation here's a reminder for everyone if it seems too good to be true it is it is it is 
when it comes to diet and fitness, if it seems to be too good to be true, it is. There it's an MLM. Run away. <laughs> this is how cults start. I think that, you know, I have been seeing a lot more posts and I think like Laura Lagos is really good about this. JK is really good about this. Like people who are like, hey, if you are somebody who has health and fitness goals, again, you don't have to have health and fitness goals. Like blanket statement. No. I used to think that like an absence of health and fitness goals meant that I was letting myself go or I didn't care about myself or it wasn't self-care. A lot of times self-care means letting yourself not have those goals for else season of your life because you You've been drilling away at them for decades and you need a freaking break. But if you are someone who has health and fitness goals, you know, it is the little consistent habits, unsexy habits, the going for walks, the taking the stairs, the, you know, making sure you're drinking enough water, the making sure you're getting enough freaking sleep. The things that are going to take a really long time to move the needle are still the things that are the most effective. So if it sounds too good to be true, it is. If there's a challenge that promises anything in, you know, 30 days or six weeks or even 90 days or 75 days or whatever it is, it's probably too good to be true. You can't change your life and your body in a couple of months. It Mm -hmm. takes years to get Mm -hmm. to that point in a sustainable way. We all know this, right? We all know this. And yet we let logic fly out the window when we get an email saying like 90 days body shred. And you're like, oh, 90 days. They must have cracked the code. No, they have not. There is what I was just talking about around like feeling like, you know, you have to have a health or fitness goal. We got a great email recently and I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't want to, I'm not going to pull it up right this second, but we got a great email from somebody who recently had a baby and used to be really, really, really active and worked out a ton and who basically said that like she, through some of the comments we've made on the podcast and through some of her own, you know, realizations has been embracing the fact that what you are doing or not doing in a a certain season of your life is not who you are. And we are so programmed to make our activities about who we are. But, you know, for an example of like that I brought up a couple weeks ago, like I haven't been baking that much lately. That doesn't mean I don't still love baking. That doesn't mean that it's not still something that is important to me from a standpoint of creativity, of sharing it with my family, of sharing it with my community. You know, there's so many things I love about it. I just haven't had that much time to do it lately. Same thing for CrossFit. Like I will, I think I'll always love CrossFit. I think I'll always love being in the gym, in that environment of people, in that group, lifting weights, the high intensity workouts, the loud music. I love the environment. There's not a CrossFit gym that I like that's in a convenient enough place for me that I can do that right now. It's not that, oh, I've moved away from CrossFit. Like, no, it just doesn't fit in my life right now. Who knows if that might change? Maybe I'll start going to a gym in Denver one day. Maybe, you know, whatever the case may be. But I think also the opposite is true. We talked about this with JK a little bit on our most recent, more recent episode with him around like you can still do things and it doesn't like the, the opposite around, oh, just because I'm waking up every morning to go work out doesn't mean that I'm like suddenly a morning person or just because I want to try training for or not even try training just because I want to try going on a more a couple more trail runs doesn't mean that like oh now I'm a runner like we need to move away from making these blanket statements about ourselves based on just these activities that we're doing I think that that feeds so much into diet culture around making you feel like if this is not your one of your top priorities your whole life then that means that you are not a healthy person and that's just BS like we all know it is right well when did we I mean it's I feel like it's all this has always been around But when did we value health and fitness as this kind of like elitist, a little bit like we're better than other people type of mentality that used to be the thing? It used to be like that. And I I think that I was guilty of that for a while early in my fitness career, even when I did all the trainings to become a fitness instructor in college and... I was in a different mindset or the way that I would talk to my friends and coworkers about how I was eating and everyone always wanted to know what I was eating and I would always tell them what I was eating. It was always like a thing. I remember that of what does joy eat or not eat or how much I worked out and how that was kind of this badge of honor. And now when you look at it, you're kind of like, that was just a really unhappy part of me that people were idolizing or at least just commenting on. I think it's just more along the lines of making sure because it's such a sensitive thing, and I don't think it's ever going to go away, to be aware of where our Achilles heels are in this in this fitness space, in the fitness wellness diet space, to follow people like Laura Ligos, to follow people like JK, who are just doing it for the purpose of, if this feels good for you, do it. 
If this feels right for you, do it. It's okay to want to eat well because if we just want to look at it objectively, I feel physically better when I eat better. <laughs> it's Your not body a, thrives on nutrients and sufficient I mean, calories. it just does. It just does. And I'm also not the person who's like, I wish I could thrive off of cookies. Like I just, that doesn't sound good to me either. You know, I know that sounds, people will be annoyed by that, but it's just like, I am at a point in my life where I'm not restricting. I'm not, I'm like, so I don't need to sustain off of, I don't have to torture myself to eat healthy either. I just objectively feel better eating, eating, I, well, quote unquote, healthy foods, healthier foods, foods that make me feel good, however you want to label it. You know, I'll even see influencers and I, I have a hard time. I've, I've, I've unfollowed so many people over the years who every single post is about optimizing every nutrient that goes into your body, or you have to eat this every day for this mineral. <laughs> and it's like, I just feel like having a liquid IV because it tastes good. Like it, <laughs> maybe it throws some extra water my way, but like I don't need to make sure that I'm eating beef liver for this part of my whatever. I mean, it just, it can go a little too far, I think. And so yeah. that's all I'm saying is we also, don't have to be perfect with it and like just find what works for you. Just, just be careful. Yep. I think also we try to be really transparent around the like random stuff that we're doing and the fact that, you know, it still is, it can be fun still to try stuff out. And I think what, it's all about just making it, allowing yourself to try stuff and not make it a big, about like anything bigger, not make it a lifestyle statement, not make it a statement about your personality. Like, I mean, right now in my uh, health and fitness journey, I hate that word. I hate that phrase. Right now I'm not doing anything. Like I love summer because I love, like I love June because I love berries. Like I will just like, why are blackberries so expensive? But I will go, oh, so I will like though. take out a third mortgage for blackberries. Which reminds and, me, I think the farmer's market go, is going on this morning. I need to run down there and oh, get yeah, some. Yeah, you should. We went. <laughs> yesterday to the Longmont one. The Longmont Farmer's Market is so cute, you guys. Oh, um, they have like this little Celtic band playing oh. yesterday. I just loved it. Yeah, <laughs> so cute. All these little toddlers dancing around. That's it. I love it. And they have these popsicles that my kids love, which are like almost $4 per popsicle. Like this is just highway robbery. But... <laughs> And I buy them. Uh, yeah. Like I basically am paying $8 to be able to stay at the farmer's market right. for longer now that my kids <laughs> Right. But I am excited about summer and about food because I love summer produce. I love corn. I love peaches. I love berries. I love asparagus. I love fresh lettuce. Just all the things. I love tomatoes. Oh, I love tomatoes so much. <sighs> Those are like the main crops we really get that are grown in Colorado. We don't get citrus or like avocados, stuff like that. You can't grow that in Colorado because oh, the growing season is Take me short. to California. I know. I they know. have the best farmer's markets. <laughs> and I think, and you know, when it comes to fitness, like I'm still, well, I haven't been in the gym really since my surfing trip because of the move and the whole COVID situation, but I am still signed up for hungry fitness. I still really like that programming. I like that it's flexible. I like that, like the ethos kind of around her community. I don't follow them all on Instagram because I do feel like their accounts are like pretty, you know, health and fitness culture. Like it's they a little before and, and after, if I can be honest, before and after, if I can be honest, I don't so, love that. Not so much a fan of that. Not my vibe. But I do really like the programming for what it's worth. So, you know, all that to say, I'm not changing anything this summer. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think, what, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, whenever it was, I posted a reel of making a smoothie because I do make this smoothie every morning. It's so basic. And I've said it a billion times that I don't follow recipes, but I'm like, oh, I can throw this together. I do it because I do objectively know that I don't go for protein in my diet. If we're just looking at basic facts, you kind of sort of should focus on a balanced, a more balanced, like more, moving towards the middle, not being perfect. Yeah, um, you but cannot, I'm, man cannot live on carbs alone. No, sadly, and I'm such a carb person that I will just move towards the carbs. And so I know that about, about myself. And I've just been reading more Dr. Stacy Sims of women as you age and you need more protein. And so I've been just trying to like, and I'm also reading, I'm on the Wild AI app if you don't have it. It's amazing. And it has a lot of like really good tips for fueling for women. Science backed. It's run by doctors. So I feel like that is uh, a really good app. That's how to fuel for female performance. And so I've been, I was making protein smoothie and that's feels really good to me. I'm like, oh, I just need to like kind of go for more protein in my diet, but not from a diet, a diet verb perspective. 
And then I'm just doing my Peloton. I'm walking outside. I'm doing some Peloton workouts. I do some like little boot camp workouts, trying to get some more weightlifting in there. And because that just feels really good to me. And then walking my dogs. I mean, that's something that I have to do to train Joe. So that's a daily activity. And I just love being outside. But I will say, I know that I'm screwing myself. I will say this lastly, which is really funny. I feel like the social media is playing a really cruel trick on us because I see a Tracy Anderson ad every single day on my social media feed. And she is in like a mesh fishnet looking bikini. And I'm like, I don't understand why I'm getting this ad. Why are you catering to me in a mesh bikini? I don't want to look like that. Like, I don't <laughs> if you want to wear that, great. Yes. I'm not like no judgment, but I'm just like, why is this coming to me? And why is this the ad? Are you just trying? And yeah. most of her customers, my guess, already look like her. So it's such a weird. Now I'm going to get like the fact Tracy that Anderson like 10 years forever. later, we're still complaining about Tracy Anderson yeah. on this podcast so is something. like the, longe- the longevity of those ads. And yeah, it's just amazing. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah. <sighs> well, on that note, as you guys know, nothing sends me into a rage spiral faster than Tracy Anderson, who doesn't think that women should live more than three pounds because they don't want to get bulky. Well, have you seen that ad? I mean, I, I texted you Oh, yeah, you, you texted photo. it to me. And I've seen it. And I'm like, okay. the neon green fishnet underwear is just like, I don't need to see another human wearing that. Yeah. Against, but like, I don't, I just don't need to see that in my feed. I don't need to see that. Well, I'm scrolling Whatever. through Facebook right now and I'm like, wait, just waiting for, oh, another canine companions litter was huh, born. Dog. Um. <laughs> and we're back. All right, guys. All right. I think that's it for us this week. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Ned, helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash joy or use discount code joy for 15% off your order. Check them out. And don't forget, they have a risk-free trial. So you can try anything you want for 30 days on their website that you order. And their 30-day risk-free trial is available to all first-time Ned customers. So if you're not completely satisfied with how their CBD products are impacting you or are working in your toolbox, you can return it and you'll get a refund. It's fantastic. They're wonderful. We really love this brand. We love working with them. We love their products. So check them out. And thank you for supporting the brands that support our podcast. We will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for being here. Bye guys.